My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I've found myself feeling oddly emotional coming to this day. I'm not going to have an emotional breakdown, at least I hope not. And I get how weird this might sound because of all days and events and traditions and things that have been postponed or canceled or altered or just royally screwed up because of a viral pandemic, to get emotional about Ash Wednesday sounds very weird for sure. And it's not that I'm feeling upset that I can't trace a cross on your forehead this year. Sorry if you didn't get that notice, by the way. We have to do the European method this year of like sprinkling them on, on, your, on the tops of your head, which is considered a safer, non-contact way of distributing ashes. So it's not that I'm disappointed that I'm not going to be doing that and having you compare my form to one another on Ash Wednesday memes and your hashtag selfies. It's not that I'm frustrated with the limitations that we could have in terms of how many people would be here for mass, although that is something that weighs on me. I'm just grateful that we could be together and I'm Thankful to everyone at the university who worked really hard to accommodate us safely. What's making today a bit emotional for me is realizing that a year ago, when we last celebrated Ash Wednesday, was the last time anything was normal. Ash Wednesday 2020 was just a beautifully busy day for us here. We had hundreds of people joining us for over four masses. We had confessions all day. We had all kinds of plans and ideas and hopes for the, the season of Lent as a community. We had 
heard some stuff about this virus, but it didn't seem like anything we needed to worry about. Maybe we were being deliberately naive or maybe overly optimistic. But when I look back and I see pictures from that day and just look at all my notes and flyers and emails from last Ash Wednesday, there was no inkling of what was to come. Spring break getting extended. Okay, that wasn't the worst thing in the world, having an extra week off. I'm like, I could handle that. Then being told everyone was going to be sent home for the rest of the semester. Oh, (laughs) that's kind of weird. To then the great feast of Easter, which is so important. That's basically why we're gathered today is that we're beginning a 40-day preparation for Easter. But that Easter last year would effectively be canceled around the world and relegated to simply something that was live-streamed. None of those things we could have ever imagined a year ago. And then that we would be isolated from each other for days and weeks and months. It's just so weird recognizing Ash Wednesday last year was the last time anything was normal. Where were you last Ash Wednesday? Can you remember what you planned to give up or what you planned to do or take on to help you grow closer to the Lord for the season of Lent? More importantly, where are you now emotionally and spiritually? It's been a time of such unprecedented losses for people. There's been the tragic loss of life that is unimaginable. And it's caused grief that's even more painful for people as so many have not been able to have people around them to comfort them and support them as they're mourning. There's been the loss of milestones, which on top of not being able to experience all those things, then people feel somewhat guilty for even feeling that compared to those other losses, which is not helpful either. No one's saying Not being able to celebrate your graduation is the same thing as losing a loved one to COVID. But we shouldn't be comparing those things in the first place. Both are things that cause pain and sadness. Both are things that deserve to be mourned in their own respective ways. And then there's all the just losses of freedom and security and just normalcy that seem to take all of us by surprise and left us feeling isolated and tense and anxious and lonely and maybe even afraid. If you're experiencing any or all of those things, first off, you're not alone. I guarantee you that. You're in good company. Every one of us has experienced some or all of those things. And secondly, thank God you're here. Thank God we're all here. It's good for us to be together, to safely find ways to get together and break out of this isolation we've experienced. And it's helpful to remember where we were, not just to mourn what's been lost, but hopefully with a a better appreciation of what really matters. I know for me personally, some of the things I was stressing about over a year ago seem incredibly foolish, and I'm sorry I wasted any time or energy on that. And pausing for a moment in humility and reflection to get a a sense of where we are right now, hopefully will bring an awareness and gratitude for the things that are important in our lives, the things 
that we love, a better sense of what deserves our love. While these thoughts can be challenging, they're actually quite perfect for Ash Wednesday in the season of Lent. That's something that really should be front and center for us every day on the, uh, every year on this, on this day in particular. Especially to boldly ask, where does God come in my life? Does God come first or not? The fragility of life that we've seen and the ashes that we receive are all reminders of the reverence and awe that we should have for the gift of life. Recognizing that without the breath of God, all we would be is a bunch of ashes. And after that, second to God, what should be of most importance is our souls. Our own personal soul and everyone else's. After a year of what we could or could not do or where we could or could not go was severely mandated, it's good to remember that there is no mandate on our free will. On what I choose in terms of my closest to God or not. And so as I just think about this past year, how did I react? Did I even choose to pray when I was frustrated? To live stream mass when I couldn't go? To find any space or place for prayer in the midst of life being upended or not? Did I resist the temptation to give in to some sin as I was feeling a lot of complicated things or did I just give in to that as well? Those are ways that we kind of evaluate what kind of priority in my life is my soul? And did I find ways to, to help my family, my friends, my neighbors, even being socially distanced or isolated? Or did I just use this as an excuse to go further in terms of myself and being self-centered? More than likely, we've had some successes and some setbacks. And that's why these scriptures are meant to be good news for us. St. Paul tells us, be reconciled to God now is an acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. The past is the past. This whole year, thank God, is past. The Lord wants to meet us here and now. And Jesus gives us three easy ways that we can make that a reality, whether you're socially distanced and isolated or not. And that's to fast, to pray, and to give alms. Fasting from food, the church asks us to limit eating one meatless meal today and on Good Friday, and then to refrain from eating meat every Friday. That should be a pretty low bar, hopefully. I think hopefully we can all follow that. But that doesn't mean we can't and shouldn't do something more. And that's not to, to starve ourselves or, or put ourselves in our health in danger. That's the last thing we should be doing. Nor is it meant to be like, I'm punishing myself. It's a way of saying that this food, this drink, this thing, that I enjoy, it's not more important than God. And I'm going to sacrifice that for him. It's a way of uniting my mind, body, and soul in prayer. And in prayer, this is the second pillar of Lent, is how are we giving God some more of our time and our affection? Granted, things are still far from normal, but we can't let that be an excuse not to pray. If we're able to go shopping or to a restaurant, or to a gym, then you probably are safe enough to go to church for Mass. If you're still not comfortable with that, and you're, you're still unable to do that, if you're able to Zoom for class, then you can live stream for Mass. I get it, it's less than ideal, but it's something. But even outside of that, 
there's all kinds of ways that we can connect to the Lord. And there's all things available for resources like podcasts and prayer apps that some of them are even for free that just give extra resources and tools. The, the point is to try to fight that temptation not to do something and saying, I can't do anything. There's plenty we can do. And finally, that last pillar of almsgiving, how can we help someone who's less fortunate or in a need? How can we reach out to someone? The number of people who are suffering and are hurting has grown, unfortunately, a huge number over this past year. Some need financial support, and that's usually the traditional way that we think of almsgiving. But particularly for most of you as college students who have no money to begin with, there's a lot of things that you can do in terms of helping people that are around you or people in your neighborhood or family or extended family that maybe you haven't even been in contact with in a while, that just reaching out to them could be a meaningful thing that you could do during this Lent. Where we were a year ago and where we are today are only important our decision of what we're going to do with those realities. Where do we want to go? The fact that we're here tonight is a great first step. It's acknowledging our desire to be cleansed of all that's ashen and dusty, to put to death all that displaces God from being the center of my life and all that disfigures and distorts my soul and makes me inattentive to the souls of everyone else. To lay all those things at the cross of Jesus and to experience the promise of his resurrection, both now and for all eternity.